Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading from the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be another wonderful thread from the Something Awful forums. And as we all know, the Something Awful forums are a wonderful resource when you're looking for people who share too much information. And I'm not complaining or judging. I'm highly appreciative of the wonderful members, aka goons, of Something Awful. So let's dive right into this fantastic thread. Started when did it start? Oh, this was started over a year ago. And you can tell when a thread is good if it's still going over a year and a half later. Now, this thread is entitled The Roommate Bitching Thread. Passive-aggressive since 2003. And so this is a thread about people complaining about their roommates. And certainly, who doesn't have terrible stories about their roommates in their lives? I'm sure everyone at some point or another has had a roommate that they felt was... Um, lazy bastard or a slob or um, you're just jealous because they're bringing too many people home to bang I like to use that word bang banging I love banging chicks anyway so that's what this whole thread is about and it's long and there's lots of stuff so that's what I like alright so let's go with the first the original post in this thread which is in the something awful forums sub forum general bullshit sub forum e slash n bullshit in the thread entitled The Roommate Bitching Thread Passive Aggressive Since 2003 and the original poster was Devil Wears Wings and it goes like this Talk to anyone who's roomed with people in the past and you'll find at least one instance of that guy or that girl just to be non-discriminatory That guy may be slovenly and uncouth on one extreme or terribly nitpicky and whiny on the other but all that guys share one thing in common They don't know how to live with people this year I finally experienced what it's like to live with that guy. Long story short, last July I nailed down an excellent place in one of the best areas of the city for a price that's far too reasonable. The problem, however, that it was a three-bedroom place, and I only had myself and one other guy signed on. The landlady stated that she'd give me only a few days to find a third person before she put the apartment on the market. So I grabbed the first person who committed, a first-year medical student named David. Everything went fine with David at first. We got along fine, traded drinks and stories and so on, but then he started holding himself up in his room, only interacting with me with a few non-committal words or gestures, and then the problems started. Over time, I slowly realized that this guy is a singular piece of work. Basically, he's the med student stereotype, spoiled rich kid, his parents provided him with everything, and he thinks he has the run of the place. Over the course of the past 10 months, he has, among other things, invited over complete strangers to him and me to stay the night on my futon on at least two dozen occasions, randomly turned on the heat or AC on cold or hot days, respectively, with me or Adam, the other roommate, in the house without asking us, and instead of just turning off the vent in his room, not turned down, mind you, but turned off, there's few things less pleasant than waking up at 2 a.m. in a sweat because the room temperature shot up to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Insisted on having quiet study hours 24-7, even going so far as to start studying all afternoon slash evenings in the common area, and insisting that I watch TV or play video games on mute. For reference, Adam is also a first-year med student in the exact same program, and he's never complained once about my noise level. He bitched out my friends and I on more than one occasion when we dared to come over and play rock band or something for a couple of hours. The first time was at the horribly late hour of 9.30 p.m. He literally just showed up, ordered us to turn down the noise, and left again without even bothering to say hi or introduce himself. 
He packed the fridge to the brim on a regular basis with loads of food and other shit that his parents periodically bring him, in the process rearranging and shoving into corners mine and Adam's stuff to accommodate his. He installed a huge chest freezer in the kitchen that only he's allowed to use. Our electricity bills literally went up $20 a month when he put it in. And he loves to leave me passive-aggressive notes or letters whenever I so much as glance at him funny. The few times he's confronted me about things, usually about stupid shit like closing my door too loudly in the morning, a total of one whole time. I've never been less than polite and cordial. After about 10 months of bullshit, things finally came to a head this morning when I found the following note on the fridge. And the note goes as follows. Sam, a few things are bothering me, and I would like them to be addressed. 1. Kitchen. The mess you left last night was huge. I couldn't use it without pushing everything aside on the counter and in the sink. The oven was also left on. If you're done eating, then clean up. 2. My bathroom. I pay extra rent for a single bathroom, so I don't want to see any visible use, if possible. 1. Shower only. I don't want you or your guests using anything else. 2. Crumbling wall slash ceiling. Small particles are accumulating in the corner behind the door. I want them all gone and that area wiped down to minimize the door scratching by tomorrow morning. And 3. General cleanup. I plan on cleaning the bathroom, my room, kitchen a bit this morning. And then the second page seems to have been lost to the internet. But suffice to say, it was more complaining about this guy's general slovenliness and disrespect towards this roommate. <clears throat> Continuing to the thread. For reference, the huge mess amounted to a mixing bowl, a spatula, and a few glasses. In addition, he pays the same amount of rent that I do, and I share a bathroom with Adam. The pays extra for private bathroom thing is completely and utterly false. Finally, he has never brought any of these issues up in conversation. The only thing that's my fault besides was leaving the oven on, and that's nothing to flip out over. Needless to say, tonight I'm going to tell him to his face to chill the fuck out. So what sort of roommate horror stories do you all have? And Apocalypse Yes writes, When I was in my first semester of university, I lived in the dorms and had a random roommate We'll call her Stella. There was an early rift between us due to her sleeping hours, but I didn't hold it against her for too long. She was Korean, and moving to Illinois did major damage on her body clock. After I decided to get over that, though, she just got worse. In an attempt to spare you a play-by-play, -play, here are the main issues. Sweeping her hair to underneath my desk. Sleeping from 8 a.m. to about 3 p.m. Getting up, going out, coming back at 3 a.m. to change clothes. Coming back loudly an hour before I had to wake up and being loud every day smoking in the room, quote-unquote borrowing my calc book and returning it sopping wet. All of these issues caused neighbors to call the RA several times, but being that she was an absolute twit, nothing was done. And then there's the final issue. Stella slept on the bottom bunk and I on the top bunk. One evening, she brings a guy back to the dorm and asks if he can stay. I don't mind thinking that if anything else were to happen but sleeping or making out, I'd at least get a warning and be asked to leave, which I would have no issue doing. I crawl into bed and gradually fall asleep. A couple of minutes later, I am jostled awake by a shaking bed frame, and upon regaining lucidity, I hear squelching noises. I hear the giggles and squirms of what can only be my roommate getting boned in the bottom bunk. Looking into the TV's reflection, my suspicions are confirmed. Here I am at a crossroads. If I decide to go to sleep in the lobby, she has won, and I would have to pass them to get outside the room. If I stay, I get to sleep, but I also have to hear sex that isn't mine. I stay, finding my MP3 player and letting it lull me back to sleep. When I awoke the next morning, I leapt off the bed to land in Stella's pile of clothes. She looks at me, giggles, and runs into the hall naked. 
This happened again about a week later, but instead of me being asleep, I was writing a paper and watching a movie. The paper was for a film class, and she knew I was awake. After a couple of weeks of passive-aggressive actions leaning toward the latter, she filed for a room change, and I've not seen her since. And Jew Brown writes, I have a roommate that's dumb as a rock. Here's some of the stupid shit he does. Piles dirty dishes in the sink despite the fact we have a dishwasher. While cooking bacon, he will use the kitchen shears to cut the bacon in half before placing it in the pan. The shears are then returned to the drawer, covered in uncooked bacon grease. Also said bacon is cooked with no regards to splashing hot grease, so the entire top of the stove is covered in grease. Uses the spatter guard cover for pans... <laughs> uses the spatter guard cover for pans to drain meat. While trying to send mail, he placed his outgoing mail in our incoming mailbox, completely overlooking the slot in the mailbox that says outgoing mail. Rent was late because of this. During the 2008 election, he went on and on about how socialism is bad. Upon being asked what socialism is and is not, he mumbled a half answer and walked away. He is a tool. I still can't tell if he's dumb enough to be oblivious to common sense and courtesy or actively chooses to ignore it. And Wojtek writes, my friend's roommate willfully went by the nickname Skippy the Demon throughout his college career, drew this absolute shit anime dragon on every blackboard or whiteboard of every class he had every day, plastered his side of the dorm room with naked animes, I don't know the proper term, of Gundams, fucking Sailor Moon, and other weird shit. My roommate, painfully stupid, constant shit-eating grin, his computer kept rebooting, so he opened it up and removed the heatsink from the processor and proceeded to watch how fast the temperature would go up with some monitoring software. Claimed to be a ladies' man, but never got any action. Nice guy, though. And Kokski writes, My first-year roommate was pretty bad. I'll start off saying I'm in the Corps of Cadets, so we have room inspections decently often, so it's not like he has the chance to make anything extremely dirty. It started off all right, but as the first semester dragged on, he really started to get on my nerves. One of the huge things he did was he rarely showered. Keep in mind that we do PT at least two or three times a week, so he reeked a high heaven. It got so bad to where you could smell our room outside in the hallway. Here's a nice little list of other things he did to piss me off. Left his toenail clippings on the floor, effectively making us fail room inspection. Decided the floor and his dresser. <laughs> Decided the floor and his dresser was the perfect place to leave all his shit. Effectively making us occasionally fail room inspection. Thought it was okay to leave old food in his drawers, making the stench in the room worse. Then there's the pinnacle of it all. One day while I was sitting at my computer writing a paper, he was laying on the floor taking a nap during his time. And all of a sudden I heard a noise. I brush it off thinking it's nothing, but it starts to get louder. I look over at him, and by now it's quite obvious that he's wanking it under his sheet. I decide just to brush it off in hopes that it won't happen again. Well, boy was I wrong, because it happened again. Now for the next masturbation story. I was sitting again at my computer, dicking around on the internet. He slides his chair up behind me to watch what I was doing. Then he ever so discreetly turns around and starts to wank it while I am literally no more than three feet away. I immediately call him out saying something along the lines of, As funny as I think it is that you think I wouldn't notice you jerking it when you're right there, I swear to God if you do that one more time, I'm going to snap your dick in two pieces. He proceeds to laugh it off, and I assume it's over and done with. Wrong again. This time I was laying in my bed trying to go to sleep, and I hear the sound again. It started off slowly just like, fap, fap. Then it started to gain momentum until he was at full speed. I immediately flip out and start yelling at him, and he never did it again. Also, I started telling him when to take showers until he got the hang of it himself, along with got him some deodorant. Now he's a pretty normal guy. Edit. Remembered one more story. 
Three of my friends died in a car accident with the fourth in a coma. Keep in mind, I got the news at like 10.30 at night, and he was going to sleep, so I turned off the light so he could sleep, along with turning the brightness all the way down on my laptop so it wouldn't bother him. About 15 minutes of me being online, he told me I needed to go to sleep because the light was bothering him. I may have just been overreaching when I got all pissed off when he said this, but keep in mind, three of my friends just died along with a probable fourth. And Sindel writes, Not me, but two of my roommates last year had like a note-writing war where they spent an entire day writing nasty notes to each other on our whiteboard over cleaning the kitchen or some shit. I think it was because one of them cleaned the kitchen to make it nice and removed one of our three dish-drying racks. My roommate had also had his girlfriend over every single night, but they never had sex so it wasn't a big deal other than it made the room really fucking hot. Luckily, they were both passive-aggressive assholes, so I was pretty much able to get away with anything I wanted because what the hell were they going to do other than write annoying stories about how shitty their roommates are? And Lynn adds, One of the guys in my dorm room this year was that guy in a crazy level. He was the slobbiest guy I'd ever seen who easily fits the fat nerd stereotype. Over the course of a week, he could go through multiple 24 packs of Mountain Dew and would get furious if he ordered pizza and they were out of the stuff. He grew the most glorious neck beard I have ever seen in my life and wouldn't clean anything. That last one wasn't too bad when he first moved in, and there were five of us in the dorm because the rest of us would all clean and the fact that he didn't do anything was more or less not noticed, but his roommates dropped for crime, money, and unknown issues. It ended with just me and him, meaning I had to do fucking everything. Instead of taking the note-taking route, I would tell him he needed to do the dishes, and he would be all, yeah, it's my turn, and I would remind him at least once a day that he said he would do them, and he never would, so I ended up doing all the cleaning in the dorm from January until May. I guess when it came time to clean his room before he could move out, it took a dozen garbage bags just for the empty cans of pop. And Gorlin writes, Quiet time roommates are the fucking worst. I'm not talking about a, hey, it's 2 a.m. and I have a test tomorrow. Can I get like seven hours of sleep, guys, quiet time? I mean the people who are fucking bothered by any noise at all. Usually these are religious fanatics as well. The super quiet of churches appeals to them, I guess. And using a I-have-to-study excuse is lame as hell. Your living quarters are one of the worst places to get studying done. If you really need to get studying done, go to the fucking library. Especially if noises bother you so much. And Cola's writes, My roommate and I just moved into a new place after being at the other place for almost two years. It's been two months now and she wants to move out in September. Now I'll probably be moving out too. Why the fuck did we waste the time and energy moving? She turns the AC down too low. I like it warm slash off, so I guess we both suck. I don't like cold air blowing on me. Her bastard cat loves to knock my contacts lens holder on the ground. The same cat kidnapped my stuffed Yoda off the kitchen counter. I was just sitting on my comp, and she jumped on the counter and grabbed him by the throat and ran off with him. She thinks any movie or documentary that watch is weird. The movies I watch are ones she hasn't heard of. She'll ask, and I'll tell her the title, and always says, Okay... As for documentaries, who the hell watches those? She watches FNC all the time. Prior to the election, she would post gems like this on her MySpace slash Facebook. Quote, I wonder where Obama is hiding his acorns, unquote. Somehow having the kitchen light on magically wakes her up. What the fuck? WTF. Edit. Read other posts. My gripes are so mild. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh... I wouldn't put cat stealing Yoda in the annoying roommate category. That's in the annoying cat category. Moving on. Admiral Explicit writes, I've had some pretty terrible roommates, and until I grew up, I was a pretty terrible roommate. Truthfully, I'm still not the world's greatest roommate, but I'm a damn sight better than many of the people that I've lived with. One of the worst was my first college apartment roommate. 
This dude was the filthiest creature that I've ever had the displeasure of dealing with. I needed a roommate fast, so I found my friend who was living in a studio in the shittiest building in town. I mean, the building he was living in should have been condemned, but it was the only welfare-slash-low-income building in town, and it showed. Screams all hours of the night, roaches, black mold, the works. His apartment, however, was spotless. It was perfectly clean, and it even made it look something like I imagined it looked when the building had been constructed in its glory days in the 30s, darkwood paneling and all. I, of course, was living in a shithole apartment, but the building and area were a fuck lot nicer. It was a lot bigger, and it was a lot closer to campus. I figured having a super clean and tidy roommate who knew how to make places look good was a good idea, and he jumped on the opportunity to move to a place where he could have friends over past 7 p.m. without having to sneak them in. Two weeks later, his dirty underwear was somehow in the living room. Snack containers from his room had overfilled into the hallway, and every single dish in the house was dirty. Most of them stacked on his computer desk, which was in the living room. I made an effort to keep it clean, but decided that I was going to hold out on the two areas where it was dirtiest and let him fix the problem. The kitchen and the bathroom. This has already gone on too long, so I'm going to say three months later when we had maggots crawling out of our bathroom sink because he'd been draining his spaghetti in there because he couldn't get it to the kitchen sink, I broke down. There were pots full of pasta and meat that had been sealed with a plate on top in the sink that had been rotting for God knows how long. I puked seven times doing the dishes. He got home and we had a brawl. After that, he was pretty clean. There's a plane flying by, but I'm not going to stop. Another roommate I had was the opposite. At his worst moment, he left a stack of dirty dishes on a roommate's bed with a note saying he should do his own fucking dishes. Half the dishes were his or used by his friends. Another time, he left a note saying it was the duty of all other roommates of the house, since all the furnishings in the common area and all the dishes were his, to clean the common area and the dishes at all times. The mess was always his. He left another roommate a note once about how dirty the roommate's private bathroom was. He had no reason to be in there. And Brainwash writes, I lived with a girl that was pretty much a perfect roommate. Then about a month after I moved in, so did her alcoholic jobless boyfriend. I guess he got evicted and had no place to go. He would get drunk and have fits in the middle of the night. He would smash holes in the walls, break things, and if she threw him out, he would just ring the doorbell repeatedly and bang on the door. I, apparently she could sleep through that shit, would have to let him in because I had to actually work the next morning. Whenever I would bring up his behavior to my roommate, she always acted as if she had no idea what I was talking about. I didn't stay there very long. Subway's, <laughs> Subway's Jared. Subway's Jared writes, I really don't want to be this guy. While this has nothing to do with cleanliness, I have a question for you all. And Dread Cthulhu writes, Don't get me started on terrible roommates. Been rooming with this dude for a year now. Great experience. Did the dishes about five times in a year. He just leaves them there to rot, doesn't care if it smells or anything. He knows that eventually you're going to get sick of looking at that pile of shit and will do them, which means he can spend more, which means he can spend more time playing World of Warcraft. His schedule is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. equals work, 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. World of Warcraft. Even when he does do the dishes, he leaves the bigger ones outside, basically the pans and pots that don't fit into the dishwasher. Those are clearly not washed. He doesn't wipe the counter or stove on the microwave or the oven as if all that crap that just accumulates down that didn't exist. Oh yeah, if you tell him, dude, go do the dishes already for Christ's sake. He just answers, eh, it's cool, and goes back to WOW or DOTA or whatever the flavor of the month is. Oh, and let me point out that I even keep track of uh, oh, and let me point out that I even keep track on a little sheet on the fridge how much we all do the various chores, and the fact that he contributes almost nothing is of no concern to him. He's never vacuumed the place once. I had to do it every single time. The only time he vacuumed anything was when he heard me vacuum the house, and then he took the vacuum and cleaned up his room a bit. He refuses to throw garbage away. 
Out of scientific curiosity, I checked how long it would take for him to realize the garbage really had to be taken out. Well, a bag of garbage was in front of the front door for about two weeks. The smell was absolutely foul. Eventually, the juices somehow managed to leak through the shit all over the carpet. At that point, he figured out, eh, they'll charge us for ruining the carpet, and took the trash bag out. Also, he never takes more than one garbage bag out at a time, even if there are ten of them piling up, because it's too much work. When he just graduated from college and moved into this new place for about a month, he left all his old stuff from college packed in this massive mountain of boxes in the middle of the living room. When I moved in, a month after him, the mountain was there. He waited for his parents to fly all the way from China to visit him, and his mom unpacked all his shit, cleaned up the house, did the dishes, put together his new Ikea shit for him, and so on. He never pays the rent on time. You have to tell him five times that he needs to write a check to the landlord before the deadline. Doesn't know how much he's supposed to pay, so you have to tell him how much rent there is every time. In a year, he has never picked up the mail from the mailbox. He's incredibly greedy, despite basically making six digits, rarely buys anything for the house. Say you need pans, cutlery, a teapot, and so on. He will wait until I'm sick of not having something really basic in the house, and then will just use it for free once I buy it. Shoes. Oh, God, the shoes. He used to have two pairs, now only one. You know why? For a few weeks, every time I'd walk into the house, there would be this fetid smell of spoiled milk near the shoe rack. Guess why? One of those pairs had never been washed. He refuses to do it. It's gross in his opinion. And has been worn for four plus years, so it smells like something out of CSI. I had to manually take a plastic bag, put the shoes in it, and seal everything with duct tape so the fucker doesn't leak a single molecule of whatever the odor. He refuses to throw that pair away. Converse are expensive business, I tell you. But he will also not open the bag either. I often wonder why I'm doing this to myself. But I'm a fairly social person and I have experience with living alone, and that's not been a very good experience. I don't know if maybe now that I'm working, I get enough social interaction to get me through the rest of the day, but having a single room back in college in an engineering dorm with very few friends being an engineer was quite depressing. And that's just the first page of this thread. <laughs> and there's more in the second page. I'm not going to read all the pages, don't worry. But the next post goes like this. The Ninth Layer writes, I once room with a super Catholic guy who listened to the same five bands all year. Led Zeppelin, Flogging Molly, Avenged Sevenfold, some cello band that had covered Metallica songs, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers more than the other four bands combined, and now I can't listen to them without getting a headache. Droid. For Christmas, I bought him headphones, which he never used, and asking him to listen to something else only got him to listen to one of the other four bands. Nice guy otherwise. And Porcupine Cake writes, I currently have four roommates. Three are guys, and the fourth is the most socially awkward, inconsiderate person I've ever lived with. She is way into anime, Twilight and Dungeons and Dragons, and self-describes herself as avoidant. She spilled spaghetti sauce on my white cat somehow and made no effort to clean it off her or let me know she had done it, so my cat had a big orange stain on her back for a week or so. Once, one of the other roommates used some of her butter in a tub because she ran out and the next day went to use more and saw that she had carved fuck off into the butter. She won't help clean. I'm pretty sure she hasn't cleaned anything since she moved in. If you ask her to help clean the kitchen, she'll say something along the lines of, well, I haven't really used it that much this week. Then grab three cans of Sunkist and go hide in her room so she doesn't have to face anyone for the rest of the day. I see her about five minutes total per week because she seems to work her schedule around everyone so she never has to interact with any of us and can't be asked to do anything. Also, if you have laundry drying in the dryer and she wants to do her laundry, too fucking bad. Because she's stopping that midway, pulling all your shit out, setting it on top of the dryer in a big wet mound until she dries hers instead, then conveniently forgets to put yours back in the dryer. And T.S. writes, 
Oh man, now I feel bad I ever hated my old collective. You guys have it worse. I lived with three people, let's call them Ivy, Knob, and Juliana. Upon applying, I was informed that it was a feminist, queer, political, freegan collective. Sup, that's cool with me. I've done a fair share of queer-slash-feminist politics and looked forward to the health benefits of a largely vegan diet. Little did I know exactly what kind of people such a place attracts. Ivy was a die-hard, autonomist bi-girl with some kind of severe mental diagnosis. She was cool as hell and would sling most bullshit right back in the face of people. She did, however, have issues and would often get very passive-aggressive for long periods of time. If things got bad with the rest of us, she would throw some nasty fits to make us comply with what she wanted. Juliana was a carpenter's apprentice and really good at fixing shit. She would, however, get really at shit that didn't matter. I'm going to assume mad. For instance, not leaving a note saying not freegan on a dish that contained a little milk was unacceptable. She was not freegan. <sighs> okay. For instance, not leaving a note saying not freegan on a dish that contained a little milk was unacceptable, as was having a closed and sealed freegan container of mackerel in the same fridge as the tofu and veggies. Nob was gay and enjoyed letting me know that fact by having loud anal sex at odd hours. He would never stop swaying from one foot to the other when talking, making everyone he making everyone he knew seasick in his presence. He also got very hissy at me leaving a bit of egg on a cutting board for two minutes or not mentioning that something with a little bit of freegan milk in it wasn't tacked with a warning sign. Edit, he would constantly complain that he did not feel validated or that his life had no meaning. This from a guy who considered having a lot of coke, LSD, and X-soaked meaningless sex with asshole hipster boys every week constructive behavior. We also, had other, we also had other people in and out, including a Hari Krishna chef, a semi-retarded Indian... <laughs> we also had other people in and out, including a Hari Krishna chef, a semi-retarded Indian illegal refugee, and a horse girl... And a horse girl... And a horse girl with a taste for alcohol. I'll tell more if there's interest. Eventually, the situation sort of blew up, and we all moved out to pursue other living arrangements. I don't blame my roommates. I'm pretty weird to live with myself, but damn if it was not frustrating sometimes. Now, by the way, that noise is, uh, I am home, and there is some sort of street construction going on, but I, I wanted to get this podcast done. <laughs> Man, that is loud. And Snood writes, I have a pretty long story to share about my shitty roommates. Last year, I, 22 at the time, was living in Regina with my girlfriend, Lisa, 21, Saskatchewan, Canada plebes. I graduated from my program and was planning to move to Toronto. I went to acting school and my very good friend Greg, 25, from school figured that it would be a pretty good idea for his career to move with my girlfriend and I. We figured that the three of us moving to a place together would combat homesickness and be an economically sound choice as well. Enter Adam, 26. Now, I don't exactly recall how Adam heard about us planning to move. I think we might have been talking about it loudly at a party he was at or something, but Adam overheard and told us that he wanted to come too. Adam was in the same graduation class as me, so I knew him really well. And it's not that I didn't like him, it's just that I didn't particularly care for him. He's one of those people who absolutely needs to be loved and adored because of how funny he is. Unluckily, I was a spineless baby girl who couldn't hurt his feelings even though I knew that living with him anywhere, let alone 2,500 kilometers from his home, would be a terrible idea. But I figured he and Greg are friends and I'm kind of his friend too. How bad could it be? So all four of us signed a one-year lease. Very important. That August, my girlfriend Lisa and I moved in on our new place on the 1st. We collected our first and last month's rent from these guys, and we're just waiting for them to come in September. Adam and Greg both arrived around the first month. Initially, things were going well. 
Greg and Lisa didn't get along that well, but they're both civil. Adam gets along really well, but seems to have some difficulty coping with the move to the bigger city. Then came the incident. Lisa and I had gotten a cat, names removed for anonymity's sake, a few months earlier, so she was still pretty young when we first moved into our place. One day while Lisa and I were gone, our cat started climbing the screen of our window and had gotten to the top. Apparently the screen was not quite strong enough to support her and it popped out and started to fall backwards with her still attached. Luckily, Adam and Greg were in the living room at the time. Oh fuck, you gotta be kidding me. Luckily, Adam and Greg were in the living room at that time and were able to grab her and put the window. Then, Adam later told me that he kept the cat by the scruff of her neck and gave a wicked swat across the face so she won't do it again. That did not sit well with Lisa at all. Adam tried to explain to her that he grew up in northern Saskatchewan and that was just how they taught animals. But Lisa wasn't having any of it. She very emotionally lost it on him and a humongous rift was formed between them that would not soon be remedied. Okay, this post is getting pretty long. This is really only the first part of the story. If this is too wordy, I'll just shut up. But if anyone wants to hear the rest of the story, I'll make a new post. TLDR version, I moved to a place in Toronto with my girlfriend and my two buddies and one of them hits my cat and makes my girlfriend mad. TLDR. DR part two. A month later, Adam tells us that he is homesick and that his grandpa is dying, so he's moving home at Christmas and not paying the rest of us the rest of the eight months that we are still contractually obligated to a lease. That didn't seem like a terrible roommate story. More than a roommate I didn't want, and then my girlfriend got crazy about the cat on him. So, whatever. And my aide writes, I had seven roommates this past year with all the fun that that brings. I only really hated one of them, though. His name is Ted. During Christmas break, as the only one left in the house, Ted let some people have sex in another roommate's bed. When said roommate came back, we found hoop earrings and a condom wrapper. When confronted, Ted just mumbled something incoherent and ran off. I don't believe he ever really apologized. I give my other roommates props for his restraint. I probably would have kicked Ted's ass right then and there. He had very loud sex with his ugly girlfriend who was there constantly. You could hear it through the kitchen into the living room while the TV was on. She'd also come out of the room barely wearing any clothing, which disgusted everybody. Although he wrote me a check every month for cable, he could not spell my name correctly. I either had to change the check or tell him for the tenth time how to spell it. He also only wrote the dollar amount on the line, with no line through the rest or any indication for the amount of cents. Every time I asked for the cable money, he'd say he'd paid it already. I would have to remind him that you have to pay the cable bill every month. His girlfriend and he rented fucking Twilight on pay-per-view for $5 and never told me or paid for it. I only found out a month later when checking my bill closely, but he'd already moved out by then. He was a cinematography major, which made watching movies with him just horrid. I don't mind talking during movies when it's poignant and brief, but I really don't need to hear about the lighting during each shot and the camera angle. He'd point out beforehand every part of the movie he found funny or cool, which is almost every part of every movie. We took a trip. <laughs> we took him on a trip with us to Atlantic City. He ended up snoring so incredibly loudly, I went outside and slept with mosquitoes instead most nights. The five or six friends of our other roommate we were staying with all ended up hating Ted within a few days. He would tell us he made money playing slots and poker, but it turned out he was bleeding money to the slot machines. This turned him into a wreck on the way home. All he did was play this shitty cell phone poker game and give his running commentary for a few hours. Every five minutes, we'd hear about how he knew Daniel Negrunu's tell and how he was kicking ass. That does sound annoying. A personal aside, I can remember I had some roommates and they let someone sleep in my bed and that person left like a, a frozen pizza cardboard in my bed uh, and stuck to my pillowcase and that was quite annoying. <laughs> but then again, I was a terrible roommate. So more of that later. 
And finally, we'll end this podcast with a little upbeat one from Ethnic Hairstyles, who writes, This isn't really bitching, because I thought this guy was awesome, but I wanted to talk about him. Bruno was my weird goddamn roommate. His curse was that he could not converse normally. Here's a list of things he would seriously and sincerely say to you, instead of hi. You have all the power in the universe. You're too powerful. You're the master. Interested growl noise. My favorite, say your name is John. Instead of saying hi, he would say, You're a good man, Mr. John, then pats you on the arm. Here's what he would say to you if he didn't like explaining something, like how his day was or how far he was in Disgaea, or if he, or if you were our neighbor who he hated and one time punched. Chicken or rape. So he would say chicken or rape if he didn't want to explain something to you. He would take girls out on the apartment lawn by the hand and bring them into the living room where he would play Mario music for them on his bass guitar. He loved anime and flash animations on new grounds and also getting into forum and real-life arguments with conservatives. When I got into the living room, he'd either be playing Mirror's Edge or yelling at someone on hardball. He's a nice guy and behaves basically normally until he says something. He only seems to say things people aren't raised to know how to respond to, such as, what would you do if you had a safe that a puppy came out of every time you opened it? Or, if there was a button that destroyed the universe, would you press it? Or, if you only had one wish, what would it be? These were typical topics of conversation. He would also rub my other roommate's feet and say, How does that one feel, Justin? And Justin would just look at him and say, What? Bruno gave himself a strong animal vibe. Once as part of an apartment fitness effort, we all went running at the campus rec center. He barked as he jogged, which prompted the other runners off the track. We wound up getting the track to ourselves because of all the barking, which was a plus. Girls would tell me he was weird because he broke a girl's nose with an umbrella his freshman year accident. I would always say, he is just a misunderstood dreamer that tries to reach out to people anyway, usually by showing them his magic deck. Well, surely, roommates are quite a mixed bag, and it is easy enough to have terrible roommates. And as I was saying before, as a young man, I will fully admit that I was a unbelievably bad roommate. A slob and inconsiderate and also rather rude in my opinions and not shy in giving them. But, you know, not to say that I was just terrible in general. Just sort of, you know, slightly slovenly. Not to say I wouldn't do the dishes. That was seemed to be the one thing I could do. A born pearl diver, this one. Good with the dishes. Just not so good with uh, the hamper or mops and brooms. Things like that. Anyway, <laughs> I hope that I made up for it with being somewhat entertaining when not being overly critical. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure former roommates of mine would have something unkind to say. <laughs> then they should join this forum and post about what a douchebag I was. I'm so much better now. I can even cook now. Who wants to live with me? Um, I'm not actually looking for a roommate. I have one. I have an adult roommate and two child roommates. Two child roommates are never pay the rent. They are terrible. One of them poops in his pants on a regular basis. It's uh, it's gross, but you know that's what having roommates is all about. And they don't complain about uh, all the loud sex that I have. So I guess it's even Stevens, not even the other adult roommate. My wife. Anyway, um, and just to cover some other bases, uh, I don't know if you saw on my blog, but I went to the rally to restore sanity, and it was fun. I don't. I will never do an event like that again because it was so bananas getting around DC with 200,000 people. But, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was very exciting. 
and mad shout outs and much love to my cousin and his wife and family that let me stay in their apartment with my friend Vin and um, and uh, oh and we tried Four Loco and it was disgusting don't do that I mean man that shit is 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 not good for you um, I don't know if you guys I'm just going to keep asking if you've seen these things and I have, I have no idea how you'll respond and I also posted on the blog uh, that I've been very busy because uh I just did some voiceover for the BlizzCon opening, and I did a little voiceover. I'm, this week, I'm doing a voiceover for uh, Cuisinart. If you're in the uh, market for a single-serve brewing system or the Griddler, which is a new product, keep an eye out for those commercials because it'll be me selling them to you, which is a nice way to make money on top of my normal day job, which is uh, chair holder downer. Oh, and you can see the video that, that uh, my voice was on at BlizzCon on the Facebook page. And as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And I want to thank people who go to the iTunes store and vote with their stars positively for Lou Reed's. And people who write um, comments and stuff on the podcast or, you know, on the iTunes store so that uh, other people can know about it. The last comment that was written on my podcast on the iTunes store was, uh, Vampires are retarded which I'm going to take as a positive review, which is interesting because I've had other friends tell me they wrote longer missives about the podcast. Those have not shown up. So I don't know what people are writing in those, but they're getting banned or blocked for some reason. Anyhow, uh, so thanks for doing that. And uh, does anyone has anyone ever downloaded Lou Reed's from the Zoom store? I don't even know if it's available there. I tried to make it available, but uh, uh, I know it's a smaller, it's a minority of the podcast audience, but... Um, can't hurt to ask. Um, oh, and I was going to mention that uh, the crystal meth one that I did is over 3,000 listens, which is bananas. I can't figure out where the traffic is coming from or who is listening to it that many times, but uh, probably crystal meth users who are just up all the time. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you tell everyone you know and strangers and maybe get a Lou Reed's tattoo on your forehead. I actually don't hope that, because that would be terrible for you. So, thanks again for listening. My name is Lou. This has been Lou Reed's The Internet for You. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.